This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Loud and Local continues on The Rock with Kevin Deers, 99.9 KISW. Hey, what's going on? It's Loud and Local. Right now I have a band. Uh, three musicians came together to create a band called Hutchy. Uh, they have a new album that's called Some Other Way. They're going to be playing a show September 9th at the Tractor Tavern with Mark Pickerel. You may know him from the Screaming Trees. And then also the O. Wells playing a record release show. Uh, Tractor Tavern, awesome venue. I haven't been there in quite a while. So this is probably going to be my first time at the Tractor Tavern since uh, you know shows have reopened. So that's awesome. Welcome to the show. Introduce yourself. Uh, Doug, let's start with you. What's your name? And, and well, I already gave your name away. But what do you do in Hutchie? Uh, hi, my name is Doug Finley. I play the drums in Hutchie. Awesome. I'm Michelle. I play bass and do lead vocals in Hutchie. My name is Kyle and I play guitar and I do backup vocals. I believe it was about two years, almost two two years and two months or so that I interviewed Michelle for Loud and Local at the beginning of the pandemic. We were talking about some other projects that she was doing, some other some of her, other of her many bands that she's been in and is continues to do. Uh, but Hutchie, is, is this a relatively new thing? Is that right? Or Yeah, correct. We formed during the pandemic. So, yeah, it was basically uh, my band that had all moved up from San Diego at the time the drummer decided to go back to San Diego to be with his family during the pandemic. And so um, I reached out to Kyle Boogie Boy over here and um, uh, told him that I wanted to make music with him because he's a lifer. He's one of those people that just has to play music to be okay. And Mm -hmm. I'm the same way. And I know Doug is the same way too. So it just, it all fell together really nice. Yeah, I was already jamming with Doug for a while. And so when Michelle hit me up, it was just, it all fell together super duper easy. Yeah, um, and I was happy that Kyle knew I played drums because I, I haven't really made that known to a lot of people beyond hmm. I've been playing in a guitar in a band for a while. And so I was just really happy that Kyle was like, hey, you want to play drums? And I'm like, absolutely, I do. And I really had no idea how good at drums he was. But I love Doug so much that I... I had faith that it would work and it was better than I even expected. Uh, Doug and Kyle. So you guys, you, you knew Michelle then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The scene and stuff and from going to shows and seeing each yeah. other's bands and whatnot. Yep. And our bands have played together in the past. Michelle and I have been like on in the Seattle music scene since like 2005 ish, a long yeah. time. And like, our bands were never really in the same genres. Every now and then we'd have shows together, but we kind of had like this parallel, like life or music path, you know, going on. And this was when she hit me up, this was kind of the first time we ever hung out and collaborated together. And it was great. That's awesome. 
And so like this pandemic project that became a thing and now there's music out there in the world and you're playing shows and it's, and you know, that that's awesome. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's kind of crazy the amount that we've done in one year. Cause I think our first show was sometime in September of last year in Ballard. Wow. And we've played a bunch of shows, recorded a record all in less than a year. Put out a record in less than a year, which unto itself is a feat. Yeah. <laughs> because order, of the, or, the vinyl ordering. backlog. Absolutely. Uh, so I guess you you, you kind of mentioned um, that, you know, your paths as far as music wise and stuff were a separate scene. So, so Kyle, what, what kind of scene where you originally come from and Doug and, and Michelle, how would you guys describe the kind of style of music your bands were in before? And then, um, yeah, just kind of uh, explain that a little bit, maybe. Uh, I've been playing in a band called Old Doris mm-hmm. since 2009. Um, we actually have a record coming out next year. Awesome. Um, we kind of started in our early 20s. We all came from punk bands. Mm-hmm. And the older we've gotten, I guess, the less punk we've gotten. Like, musically, I guess, we've grown a bunch. We still have the ethics of punks and stuff. Sure. But... Um, yeah, we've expanded musically and stuff. So now we're just kind of like a rock and roll band. Yeah. And Doug, how about you? Uh, so I've been playing in a band called Bugs for the last uh, 10 years or so. And it really was just, you know, um, my drummer who's, you know, was like, hey, you want to jam sometime? And I'm like, sure. He's like, I played drums. And I was like, I play drums too, but I also write songs. And so that's kind of how it sort of formed. And we've just been doing it ever since. And we're yeah. just pretty much a kind of a straight up punk band. Um, and we always have been. So yeah, it's it's been great. And that's kind of how I met Kyle and Michelle, just kind of being in the scene over you know the last decade or so. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Bugs and Old Doris played a show together, and I had I didn't know them at the time. And then when I got to the venue, uh Bugs, the Bugs drummer, Nick, I was like, dude, I went to junior high with that guy. Oh, <laughs> like that's this awesome. big like re- reconnection. Yeah. It was really funny. And Michelle, we talked on the previous podcast. You did everything from you know metal to to hardcore to to punk, and you know, oh, is yeah. there is there any genre you haven't you know performed? <laughs> uh, contemporary <Yeah>. Christian. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I've yeah I've been all over the map. Um, but that's one of my goals as a musician is to yeah. to push myself into spaces that are uncomfortable because. Um, that's what makes you better. <laughs> so it makes you um, grow. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, in, in Seattle, I mean, I was in Ubik for 11 years, a yeah. weird two bass prog band. Yeah. And um, I was in a stoner metal band called negative hole for six years. Yeah. Um, and then I went down to San Diego and I formed, I had three bands down there and um, actually four in the time that I was there in wow. four years. Um, some of them lasted longer than others, but, you know, just trying to, uh, throw stuff at the wall and see what stuck. Um, and really with Hutchie, I think the, the thing that has lasting power behind it is the fact that we're all songwriters. Mm-hmm. So we all bring completed guitar songs to the band. Um, and then I just sort of like pull inspiration from what I'm going through at that time in my life. and and uh create these little vignettes you know that's awesome 
it's been great working with other songwriters because I've been a primary songwriter in most of the bands that I've been in. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's cool. Uh, you, you know, you mentioned something about the term lifer, which is a term I use, but people might not be familiar. You know, I, you can probably figure it out if you're listening like lifer, you know, you're, but I, I, I guess for you, Michelle, and, and for you, Kyle, for you, Doug, like, what does that term mean to you? Like lifer, uh, as far as like music goes and stuff. I think it means that no matter what's going on in our lives, we're always going to be doing something creative. And to us, that's music, you know, like whether we make it in the world with music or not, if we're just playing for ourselves, we'll be doing it until the day we die. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, that's exactly. And, and I think, yeah, it just translated when I asked Kyle, like, I was like, you're a lifer, I'm a lifer, you know, let's do this. It's, it's, you don't want to, it's hard to be in a creative project with somebody that, that there's a difference there. It's sort of like being in a relationship where somebody cares more than someone else. You know, it's just doesn't have lasting power. Mm-hmm. I think that when the three of us were young, we found solace and creativity and then soon found music. And so we've kind of shaped our lives around being able to create and play music it's just like number one priority so i kind of think that's why we're common music lifers day jobs be damned you you gotta have the day job to like feed your music addiction right exactly and you know that's kind of a cycle because you hate that job so it just pushes you to write more music there you go (laughs) i consider this my career and my job just my job you know like I'll put effort into this. I I work hard, but like this is what I consider my career over. Totally, uh, you know, getting paid, which you know, it's still you get you get paid in different ways doing this sort of work too. Yeah, you have rich in culture and rich in community. So totally, and Talk. creative energy. You know, you get to kind of let that out into the world as well. Not We're to mention here for the. Oh, go ahead. Not to mention the millions of dollars you guys are making. So. Oh yeah, and <laughs> and the ego boosting and yes. the, and yeah. Yeah, we rule. You were saying <laughs> we're just here for the what, Michelle? Uh oh, I was gonna say we're just here for the ego boost. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. But. Um, so one thing that is awesome is that, you know, you're three musicians that are all songwriters. So how does that, you know, is that, uh, a, like a fun collaborative so- songwriting process and how, how does that look? Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm really enjoying, uh, being able to bounce ideas, you know, off these guys and then bounce ideas off of me. And there, there were a couple songs on the album that Kyle came to me with a completed melody. Um, and I just, created i kept his melody uh his vocal melody and uh just wrote the words around the way i thought his melody sounded mm-hmm. um and doug has come to us with absolutely completed songs um on guitar for us to work on it's been a really fun process being able to uh, dedicate the the space and the time to the song as opposed to like um, you know, writing a, a specific style of music because you want to pay homage or something like that. I feel like everything's for the sake of the song. And I think that's a, a refrain that we keep coming back to is for the sake of the song. Like, does, does this change serve the song? Does this extra chord serve the song? 
Yeah. Is this, uh, are we overcomplicating it because we want to look like we're better musicians or are we stripping it down because that's what the song calls for? Yeah. You know, I think we all really trust each other's ears too. You know, so bringing stuff to the other two, you know, you're going to get, uh, you know, good feedback and stuff. That's awesome. Um, you, you recently went down to, uh, all the way down to San Diego. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, how, how was the tour? How was all of that? You know, getting out there on the road, playing your, your old hometown, Michelle. Well, we did, uh, sort of, uh, we did four record release shows and basically, um, I knew that, that I was going to have a draw in San Diego just because of the time that I spent in the scene really uh, making myself known and I wanted um, I wanted it to be worth it for us to fly down and play two shows so I booked another one at a venue that's really cool uh, down there in Oceanside as well so we played um, we played those two and then the prior weekend we played Seattle Portland so a total of four record release shows um and yeah, it was a blast. We've got a whole nother two week tour booked in October. So uh, going back down the coast and back, but that'll be our first official tour. I feel like these were weekenders. Sure. Lifers playing weekenders. Yep. Yeah, uh, super nice. So, the, you know, coming from these different worlds of these different scenes and stuff, you know, is this is the band is the product of I hate that's such an ugly word for music is the fi- finished uh you know music the finished album is it what you envisioned uh when you first went into this is it is it like how you envisioned it sounding or did it kind of just take a life of its own um what did you guys picture when you all came together I don't know I never really personally thought about it I just we just kind of let it happen and what nice. came out came out well, the first song that we wrote was Seat, uh, Seat Right Next to You. And mm-hmm. that song, we were going for, I, th- I think we were just going for like a folkier thing. So I think my initial idea was that we were going to be like um, an alt country kind of band or something like that. And um, when we actually started getting out there and playing shows and stuff, people would walk up to me and they're like, that's not an alt country band. You're in a punk band. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I don't, it's more alt country than anything I've ever done. Sure, uh, but yeah, whatever, whatever people people think it is, it's turning out to be more power pop than I expected yeah. it to be. Actually, um, but yeah. I think that's just because we're just so obsessed with those sticky sweet hooks and yeah. uh, getting getting stuck in people's brains for a few days. Yeah, power pop with a little bit of twang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would definitely, that's a good way to, to definitely describe it. You know, um, the, the songs, you know, even after just listening to it a couple times, like got stuck in my head, you know, so you, you did your, you did your job there. Uh, who came up with the name Hutchie? What's it, is it a reference to anything or. Um, I was, uh, I was working out at the rooster house rescue that Jenny Ray runs out in, um, in fall city. Wow. And um, there was this little fancy rooster with the feathers on his feet, you know, those little guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and he uh, attacked me all the time, but he was just this little guy. So you felt like you're getting hit with like a feather. Um, <laughs> but his name was Hutchie. 
Oh. And uh, there was something about him that was just very charming to me. He yeah. acted like such a tough guy, but he was such a such a little non-intimidating thing. And I don't know when when I tossed around the idea of calling the naming the band after him, it just sort of uh, it sort of created uh, space in my head to to come up with these like. Uh, it's hard to describe, but yeah, basically, uh, you know, we're not, we're not in your face. We're not a, a, a mean band, you know, like we've been in heavier bands before. Um, but because, you know, we're, we're kind of this little force, we're a power trio, you know, mm -hmm. and maybe our form of attack is, you know, getting those hooks stuck in your head and not so much, uh, being the biggest, meanest rooster on the block. Light as a feather. Like <laughs> Stiff as uh, a board. <laughs> yes, exactly. That that's great. Wow, that's a wonderful like I I I love the name, and that's a great idea for a band to name it after this rooster. Um, that's a cool origin story. Uh so we're gonna go into a song here. Now, I just you know, if you're easily triggered by sad stories, I will let you know that there is apparently a sad story about this. So this song is called The Summer That Your Dog Died. Can we get the backstory? Yeah. Um, so I had a friend uh, who a lot of people knew here locally. I don't really feel like mentioning their name, but um, who was very, um, very, very attached, attached to his dog. And, and pretty much if you saw him anywhere, you saw his dog. And um she was a super sweetheart. She'd go to shows with him and sit outside and wait for him. And then he'd go back outside and she'd be there. And um, he loved that dog more than anything in the entire world. And he, um, she, she passed away and he took it real hard and um, started turning to hard drugs and uh, eventually, you know, throughout this spiral, um, ended up overdosing and dying. So the, the song is about his spiral into that, but it's, wow. it's about his love for her and mm -hmm. how everybody downplays it because it's an animal, yeah. but that was his best friend in the whole world. Yeah. And I feel like it's a song about a human animal bond yep. and how fractured your life can be if you lose something like that. Wow. So, yeah. Pretty sad one. <laughs> I'm sorry to make you recall that. Um, well, let's go into the song. It's the summer your dog died here by Hutchie. It's loud and local.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 
And that was the summer that your dog died. The band is Hutchie, and uh, they actually have a show coming up here that's uh, September 9th at the Tractor Tavern with Mark Pickerel and the O'Wells uh, record release show. Uh, and, and that's going to be a good show out at a really good venue over here in Ballard, uh, right near where I live. But uh, where are you guys recording from? Where uh, Michelle, let's start with you. Where Where are you these days? Where are you recording from? I live in Burien. Okay. So, nice. Yeah. And Doug, how about you? I'm on First Hill. First Hill, right on. And uh, how about you, Boogie Boy Kyle? I've been in Ballard since like 2006. Where are you in Ballard? I'm uh, more, more, more so by Greenway, Greenwood. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like uh, at the bottom of Finney, sort of by the Ballard Goodwill. I oh. live on 7th and Market just down yeah, the street. Okay. <laughs> we neighbors. Yes, exactly. Well, I'll see you down at the, the tractor. So, um, Speaking of local and, and, you know, the Northwest scene and, and uh, you, you all are lifers and lifers in Northwest music, Michelle, obviously you had four years down in San Diego, but you came back the, the, uh, the pull of the Northwest brought you back. Um, and I'm going to put you on the spot here, guys, Kyle, let's start with you favorite Northwest band or bands of all time. You know, you can name a few, it can be, you know, bands that are going today, bands that are long gone bands that, you know, underrated anything just a few bands that you love from the northwest that you'd like to acknowledge i have yeah. a new favorite one right now okay divers okay divers is from portland they're amazing nice. highly recommend i just saw them at the central last weekend but super sweetheart of humans and just amazing musicians their live show is insane they they go crazy and it's really great um Older bands, a band called Hook and the Daggers, they're from Olympia in like the early 2000s are really great. Yeah. Cool. Uh, <laughs> that, that's good for me, man. I, I, I hadn't heard either of them. So that, that's you're giving me names to look up. Doug, how about you? Um, I mean, Nirvana is like one of the reasons why I got into punk rock. Yeah, so absolutely. Top of the list for me. Never heard uh, of them. You know, like I love the Sonics and I like that kind of like, you know, early Northwest garage scene as well. Yeah. Um, and then for like more local bands, I mean, I love the snubs. And I mean, I love Old Doris too. The first time I heard Old Doris blew me away. So like I'm constantly coming Is back. Is he blushing? Is he blushing? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'd say those are probably like my top picks. Awesome. And Michelle. Uh oh. Seven-year-old blind girl. Oh, I've um, forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> Seven-year-old blind girl was such a rad, weird, hardcore three-piece band uh, for many years, and in, in Seattle, and I miss them every day. That that band was. I saw. I've probably seen that band more than any other band. Um, me, me just too. I feel like I was just at their shows every weekend. They were playing the Kraken or something like that. Yeah, I feel like uh, seven-year-old blind girl was the link between you and me, you know, and our scenes. Uh, it, but, it very well could have been, yeah. Um, I yeah, know a lot of local bands, but I feel like such a noob. I don't know seven-year-old blind girl. I know seven-year-old, seven-year bitch, but I don't know seven-year-old oh, blind yeah. girl. Well, that was <laughs> some good shit too. I got to look it up. I got to yeah. look up seven-year-old blind girl. All right. Um, but I do have some current favorites. Okay, what do we got? Um, pretty obsessed with a band called Surf the Pines that okay. are totally doing this jangly 90s kind of gin blossoms 
thing. Okay. Um, and they're just incredible songwriters. Their uh, vocals are incredible. The the backup they have like three part harmonies. Wow. On some of their songs, um, and they're all uh, guys that have been. In, it's like the bass player from Candlebox and. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They've they've been around for playing in various projects for a long time. Um. Really love Smoker Dad. Um, that mm. band's really cool. Um, uh, man, I re- I really like uh, Mark Pickerel's new project because it's super dreamy. It's almost like a country version of Chris Isaac or something like wow. that. That's um, awesome. And the O Wells are a great up and coming band too. I'm super excited to be playing with them on the ninth. And you can see all of these bands on the ninth at, at the Tractor <laughs> Tavern. I should I, I should just ask Surf the Pines to, to play too. So it could just there be like go. my dream show. Awesome. Well, okay. So favorite venues from the Northwest of all time. And this could be, you know, you guys have lived in punk houses. It could be a, a punk house that had shows, you know, that would, you know, get all rowdy. It could be an old venue that got shut down. It could be a venue that's still around. You know, what are your favorite venues of all time? Doug. How about you? Uh, places to play. I mean, I love the Blue Moon. I've always loved playing the Blue Moon. It's always yeah. been a good experience there. Um, and then, like, uh, as far as, like, sort of, like, major places, like Paramount is awesome. It's a beautiful, beautiful venue. And Have then you, you played the have... Paramount? No, but I just like the venue. Okay, I was going to say, like, wow. Dope. I got to shout out the It is Kraken. a great venue. The stuff that Kraken's done for the scene here over the last 10, 12 years has been amazing. So mm-hmm. um, shout out to the Kraken for sure. Yeah, one of the few venues still giving 100% of the door money to the bands. Wow. Yeah. Like, they've done so much for the scene just in that regard alone. No merch cuts there, huh? Nope. Strip, stiff drinks, too, which is nice. That is one thing that I've noticed. You know, I've been doing Loud and Local now for seven years, and I've had so many local, um, you know, punk, you know, emo, rock band, indie bands, you know, metal bands all kind of mention how the Kraken is like the like home base, you know, for so many of these scenes and is kind of just like uh, their fort, you know, they're of their fortress of solitude of like, you know, where they can go and, 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 you know, play a show and know that it's going to be good because friends are going to be there and, you know, stiff drinks and good burgers and all that stuff. So that's a big shout out to the Kraken. And uh, Kyle, how about you? Favorite places? I have to say the Kraken too. Oh, there I mean, you I've, go. Uh, I've been, been hanging out it. since it was the Galloway back. I think I yes. played my first show there, 2005. Way when the the walls were still white, and then they were red, oh. and then they were green, and then then we painted them blue. But yeah, I have to shout out Cat and Dan and Will who own it. Amazing humans. Will's been bartending there since before he was 21, and uh, Skyler. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. have to say, like, if I could only play one place ever again in my life, it would be the Kraken. That's awesome. Um, I love Ballard, though. I love the sunset. I love the tractor. Yeah. Um, Hotel Albatross has been putting on some really cool, like, singer-songwriter shows lately. Cool. Um, Connor Burns really cool. Nice. Yeah. Right on. Cool. Well, I think we can all agree the Kraken is badass. Uh, I am curious. Uh, do you guys have, you know, any particular goals in mind for the band? Or you kind of just like enjoy playing together and want to just put out music? I don't know. It's kind of a weird 
like, you know, like super serious question, like, what are your goals for the next year? But, you know, do you guys want to go out and tour a little bit more, put out some more music in the in the books or, you know, what's what's kind of the vibe? Write the best song ever written. There you go. (laughs) Keep growing and just, yeah, get better and better. And have fun doing it. Yeah. For life. I just want to write. lifers. Yeah. I just want to write songs that I can reflect on, you know, later in my life and go, wow, that was really, we really did something there. That was really special. And it's all, it's fun because as a lyricist, you're looking back at these little vignettes of your life. And it's, it's almost like, it's almost like when you're trying to recall something and you like smell something from that same scene you know and it's like with music it just brings you right back to where you were if you like for good or for bad right it's just it's just a, for a good or time, for yeah. it's all good because it's catharsis that's true at, at least for me some people don't like to recall their bad memories but i i i feel like bad memories are um they're like mile markers, mark, m- mapping the distance you've come, kind of. And there's also that thing is like, I love, I'm not a particularly sad person, but I love listening to sad songs. Mm-hmm. Sad songs make me feel good. Nice. Right on. Well, um, you know, let's let's uh, go into another song here. But um, before we do, if people can't come out to the show, uh, what's the best way to support you guys? What's the best way to make sure that, you know, it supports the band? I know that there's tons of ways to check out music, but it doesn't always, you know, re- necessarily it's not always like very uh, equitable to helping the band out. What is the best way to help the band directly? Um. I mean, like Bandcamp or other than, vinyl. other than coming out to the show. Yeah, exactly. If they can't come out, maybe they got kids and, you know, they can't come out to the gig or they live far in the suburbs or something like that, you know. Gotcha. So so you can prevent um, living in the suburbs and having kids by um, using <laughs> protection. Um, so just as a preventative thing, if you want to see bands forever um, <laughs> all the time, you can do that. Um I, I would say probably um, go to moodkillerrecords.com uh, and pick up the record um, and follow us on socials. Yeah. Uh, keep keep up to date with what we're doing, and we we would appreciate that. We appreciate and, people that and, give. And I mean, if you dig it, share it with a friend. There you go. You know, awesome. Well, uh, we I uh, do have to mention one more time, September 9th at the Tractor Tavern, playing with Mark Pickerel and the O-Wells, the record release show. And that's over in Ballard. So tickets can be available at the Tractor's website. And you can pick up an album from them live, a t-shirt, hang out, say hi to the band, say, hey, I heard you on Loud and Local. You made me cry, but in a good <laughs> way. Uh, we're going to go into another song from the album. And uh, the album's called Some Other Way. They'll, I'm assuming, be playing songs like this. You'll, you'll probably hear the next song live. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, awesome. we love this one. We're for sure going to play it. I do. I will say it is my favorite song from the album. And you mentioned that it's the first song you guys ever wrote. Is that right? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's called Seat Right Next to You. Do you guys want to say anything about this song before we jump into it? No, nope, pretty... I think it's pretty self-explanatory. All right, let's let the music speak for itself. It's Hutchie here on Loud and Local on KISW. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 